Do you ever hear the alarm go off and think, ugh, five more minutes? Well, you are not alone. Welcome to the Life as a Team Sport podcast, where we will take the concepts from sports and apply them to everyday life. So whether you're an athlete, a former athlete, the mom of an athlete, or just love watching sports, we invite you to come along with us as we explore family, faith, fitness, and have a lot of fun doing it. This is a podcast by the women of sport for the women of sport. Good morning. We are coming to you live from the team room. Becky and I have dragged our tired butts in here. You know, some some days we are ready to go and we are excited and it's been a great day. And you know what? Some days it's been a long practice. And I feel like today might be one of those days. I don't know. How you doing, Beck? Yes, I am tired. And yes, it's been a long day. <laughs> It's been a long week. It's been a long month. It's been a long, you know what the funny thing is? So I don't know. I know you guys got out a little bit earlier, but Montgomery County, Maryland did not let out school until last week. Last Uh week. Yes. Sometime in the middle of last week. And then baseball kept going a little bit for us a little bit after that, which we're going to talk about in a second. But someone said something to me. It was like the last day of school and they were like, yay, summer. And I was like, no, no, no. I can't use my summer brain until baseball's done you know, cause that's still part of school. And then this week I'm working a camp. And so like, I don't know what I thought would happen, but my summer brain seems to be on vacation. So that's great. yeah, I don't that's even so know. Funny. I know I you guys that. have been busy too. What's going on up there? How's the reno? Oh, the reno is so super exciting. We are so close to finishing. We have uh, been doing the floor this week, the weekend. We started the floor on Saturday, I think. And then it's almost done. Matt's been putting it in. And then the drywall was in. We just started painting today. That's going to be a funny story for later. And we also, um, so we're waiting to do cabinets in the next two days. And once the cabinets are in, we are almost done. So it's really exciting. That's amazing. Yeah. So for those that have not been following along, Becky and her husband, Matt, ripped up the dining room and the kitchen, ripped out half of a wall and are redoing pretty much everything that went in those two rooms. So um, we are definitely going to be having some pictures that we put up on Facebook and following along with their their kitchen reno, which they're doing themselves. Yes, we are doing it ourselves. However, we have been blessed with a friend we found along the way. It's my girlfriend. I didn't even know her husband because I knew her from Bible study and just randomly found out her husband is a master cabinetry person. So That's I was like, best. we need someone to help Matt, like just to come alongside and help him hang the cabinets and give sure. him advice. He has been awesome. And I finally met him like last week and I was, he's just so sweet and um, kind and helpful. So that's what we needed. So yeah, very excited. Oh, I love that. That's perfect. Well, today we are going to be talking all about mom life and specifically mom life as it comes to our little athletes. But before we get to that, I have a highlight reel, which kind of goes with the theme for today. So my son, Josh, is a junior at Sherwood High School here in Maryland. And on Friday night, they won the 4A state championship, which was just fantastic. Just, yeah, like I am still, he actually said to me the other day, he's like, when do you think it's going to set in that we actually won? 
you know, like he described it as an out of body experience, exiting the dugout to run out there to the dog pile when the kid caught the last fly ball. Like it was just surreal. It was so cool. But the week leading up to it. um, So the way that it works, we were, you know, there's eight teams left in the state for that last week. Right. So we had to play the quarterfinal, the semifinal and the final. And Josh is a pitcher, so he was going to pitch one of those games. He ended up pitching the semifinal game, which we were the three seed. We had to go away to the two seed and drive up past Baltimore to Delaney High School. And um, he pitched, oh my gosh, he pitched a phenomenal game. He pitched every out except for the last one. Um, and they had to bring in one guy to pitch for the last out to to finish the game off. But it was almost a complete game. He had like six strikeouts. It's funny, we listened to the tape later. And the student section from the other team were uh, heckling him during the game. So, like, they were so loud. They were rocking. Like, I mean, it's everything you want playoff baseball to be, right? But they uh, they had picked up that his name was Josh. So as he struck people out, people from his own dugout were like, yeah, Josh, come on, Josh. Well, they picked up on it. And so in the tape, I didn't hear it during the game. But in the tape, you hear him going, Joshy, Joshy. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Oh my gosh, but we won we won that. The boys celebrated and then Friday night we got to go to a minor league baseball field and play the championship game, the state championship game there. And uh we won in extra innings in dramatic fashion. Like I mean, wow. <laughs> you talk about winning a state championship, they also finished the season undefeated. Like anyway. So Oh man, that's it was so exciting. Amazing. They were the first team to ever finish a season undefeated in the history of the school for wow. baseball. Yeah. And it's like the third, they won 15. So they played 15 total, 15 and awesome. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. So uh, we're still on cloud nine over here. They're ordering their championship rings and all the things. Um, But it's, it's pretty cool. Well, that's a great way to end the pandemic and COVID is win a state championship, you know, get back to life and, and, and get on the field and win. So, wow. I'm so excited for Josh and what a, it's so great for the whole team, for the community, for the families to be together and the camaraderie. And wow. Yeah. That's yeah, so cool. exactly. Oh my gosh. Our student section was rocking at the championship game. I think they must've brought half the school. They were out in force. It was really cool. Wow. What a highlight reel. We can never top that ever. There's never going to be another highlight reel. <laughs> well, so according exciting. to, according to Josh, we'll be able to top it next year. Cause I was like, I said, I was like, listen, like you need to enjoy this. You know, this happens like once in a lifetime. And he was like, mom, this is going to happen twice. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good talk. <laughs> He's man. a junior. So yeah. I'm like, all right, put in the work, like, let's go planning for next year. But mm-hmm. for now we still want to enjoy it. I agree. Continue to enjoy it because as adults, <laughs> we know that it, the chances of it happening again are very low, but they do happen. And sure. it's good for kids to be confident. However, enjoy it. Enjoy the yeah. moment. I was thinking about that even with the kitchen remodel, like just being in the moment and as, as frustrating hard as the, as this has been, mm. it is not going to happen again, Lord willing. <laughs> so just enjoying, <laughs> you know, I was down in the kitchen today and I was like, oh, what? Oh, all the, the, the electric went out because I had the air fryer, the microwave and the toaster and my lights on. I was making dinner because, you know, we don't have a stove and the grill, I ran out of propane. So I had everything running and I turned and looked at Allie and I said, this is a memory because when, when the kitchen was out and I was doing dinner in the dining, in the living room, 
everything blew out. So um, it was exciting and not exciting. It was crazy. And Matt's like, hold on, I'll go turn the breaker on. You just bust it and we'll get back to it. I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, you just roll with it. Yeah. So um, it's been pretty funny. Wow. That's so cool for Josh. So congratulate him again for us. I will. Thank you. Awesome. Well, that is a perfect entry into our talk for today, which is, you know, parenting our kids that are athletes. And, you know, it's interesting, Patricia, we've known each other for over 20 years and our kids age ranges, you know, Josh is 17. I go down to Allie, who's eight. And, you know, as we're preparing for this podcast, I was saying that I'm kind of the newbie on the block with the sports. And um, I guess I'll just start with Allie and then I'll go to Christian. So my eight-year-old, I was thinking about, we are actually helping her try out all the different sports. Mm. And she's been in dance for a year. She's loved it, but she wants to try theater and music. So we're going to do that next year. However, because this is a sports theme, I do want her to play sport, um, find a sport that she loves, that she enjoys, because I do believe, and I've told some friends this, I do believe that sports build character differently than dance because you're competing for a goal for a win. And she's not doing company dance. Company dance is different. You are competing, but it's still different because it's just still different. It's still great. I love dance. Don't get me wrong. I just know that when you're on a team, there's, it's different. So the wins and the losses and and learning your place. And sometimes you only go in for a minute. Like Josh Mm -hmm. didn't get to finish the game, but he played great, but he didn't finish because of pitch count. Like that's a team. So right now we're exploring with Allie. So, you know, seeing what she likes and pushing through. We joke, Patricia, that she is retired from soccer twice now. (laughs) (laughs) She's only going into third grade, y'all. But she's tried it since kindergarten Mm -hmm. on and off. And you know what? It's okay. I'm okay with it because just because I'm a soccer girl, you know what? It doesn't, it doesn't mean it's for her. Um, So then we moved to Christian, who's 11. And what I wanted to share with everybody today was that you know, we held off on travel sports with our kids. Christian's 11. He's going into sixth grade and we're finally allowing him to do travel. Now there's a lot of reasons that go into that. And I really want to share that with our listeners because it's different for everybody. And that's something Patricia and I were talking about because her youngest son is super competitive. My son is too, but in a different way. And I think being a third born child, (laughs) he's, he's been thrown around. He's been tackled his whole life by Josh. And He just has a different um, edge to him where he needs to be in a higher level play at a younger age. And I, I think that's great. That's what I'm trying to share is that everybody is different. My mom said they're growing up and now I say it a lot. It's really true. Um, So back to Christian. So Christian's going to start travel soccer, but it's funny. um, We didn't pursue it because his rep coach came up to Matt and I and said, you know what? He's really progressed as a goalie and he really likes it you might want to think about doing travel. So we still didn't have it on the radar. So I'm going to give a couple of reasons why we didn't. And then the couple of reasons why we do. So we waited because one, a lot of travel for our area for soccer boys was on Sundays. So for our family, church is important to everybody. People go Thursday nights. It's not always Sundays. I get it. But for us at Christian's age from seven to nine, 10, we didn't want to be doing that on Sundays. So it was like a family unit decision. Like Yes, he likes soccer. We'll play rec until we decide he's really ready to go to another level. Mm -hmm. The second reason was it was, it was, um, it was a money factor too. So we were going to be spending a lot of money on his, on travel that we weren't sure he was really into yet. 
and it caught and it, it was two nights a week, three nights a week. So we didn't think as parents that he was ready to commit to that level. So those are our two reasons we waited. Um, the other, the reasons we went in with one of them was he was kind of pursued by a coach. Like, look, I'm starting a team in this coach played professional semi-professional soccer as a goalie, Patricia. So he, nice. he knows the game. He's a great guy. Like he loves the players. He coaches the sport. Well, so I just am excited about that. So that's the other reason we decided now's the time Christian wants to go to practice every night. He wants to, to do it. So, you know, as your kids start taking the reins and are like, I want to go, let's go practice. Let's I'm in. Mm-hmm. But until they say, Hey, throw me the ball, kick the ball, pass me the ball, let's shoot baskets. Can we go practice my gymnastics? Can we, that's why we waited as well. I do mm-hmm. believe that kids need to have that passion and drive themselves. So this is a funny clip. I was driving in a different neighborhood today to my friend's house. And there was a little girl telling you, Patricia, middle school age, long ponytail, braid, long ponytail with a basketball doing crossover moves, layups. And I'm telling you, I was like, that was me. That mm-hmm. was me growing up out in the, out in the driveway shooting baskets because that's what I wanted to do. So that just made me think of, you know, my own childhood, but also like for our kids, if they're that into it, they will practice on their own. And I think that's a key to know if your kid is ready to do it, to do a travel sport. Mm. What do you think? No, I think that's really good. I think letting them own the journey is super important because you're right as parents, especially as parents who played sports ourselves, it's easy to want to push our sports on our kids. I actually had someone tell me today, I was, I'm coaching this week at a soccer camp and um, I said something about being a basketball coach and they were like, wow, none of your kids play basketball. Mm -hmm. I said, well, Caleb does a little bit, but just for fun, you know, it's, you know, he plays on a local team during the winter because that's basketball season, but otherwise, you know, he just plays in the park, but Yeah. I mean, that's just not something any of them, it just didn't capture any of their imaginations the same Mm -hmm. way it did mine. And that's okay. And I think it's important to let them own their journey and kind of figure out their path for themselves. And sometimes that takes a little while, right? Like with Logan, she loved, loved, loved gymnastics from the time she was a little girl. I put her in a gymnastics Mm -hmm. class because she was jumping on couches, you know, when she was like two and a half, you know, it was like a mommy and me class. It was like a, let's get out of the house and give you a good place to jump on things. And, and so we went and she just had a knack for it. And so got pulled into competitive gymnastics at a very young age and was very successful with it for a very long time. And you know, I think going back, if I could do some things differently, then I, I might, but you can't, you know, mm-hmm. and so you have to let them kind of own their journey. When she got hurt and she decided she wanted to retire, that was a tough thing for her. And it was a tough thing for me, honestly, mm-hmm. um, and figuring out how to let her do that in a healthy way was probably one of the harder parenting decisions as far as sports goes that I think that we've made. Um, And the conversation went something like, you know, you have put too much of yourself into this to quit on a bad day, you know, and, and she, she had a major, she had a back injury. She, you know, she was told by the doctor not to leave her feet for six months to let it recover. So, you know, this was not, you know, it was not a one, a bad day, but Mm. the concept was like, you know, you, you have, trained so hard Mm -hmm. and you have accomplished so much so many of the things you wanted to Mm -hmm. um that just because this one bad thing happened doesn't mean that you walk away so the agreement was you get all your skills back that you had before and if you still want to walk away 
then I'm okay with it, right? You don't have to do gymnastics, but you can't just walk away when things go wrong, right? When things right. go poorly. Yeah. And so she, she did. And then she chose to still walk away. And, um, you know, so then the conversation became, well, you're not just going to sit on your butt. So pick something, anything. Right. I don't care what you do. And she said, yeah. I want to play lacrosse. I'm like, who plays lacrosse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're in but the right area for lacrosse. We are. We are. I don't know where. I, you know, I mean, I guess she saw someone play it. I don't know. But um, she's picked it up and really enjoys it. And she's doing quite well with it. But that was honestly, it must have been something that captured her imagination. Yeah. And I think that's the key. And going back to what you said, right, like yeah. that has clearly captured Christian's imagination mm-hmm. is goalkeeping and soccer. And so he wants to do that. He desires to go to practice. Both my boys baseball has completely captured their imagination and it's Mm -hmm. what they talk about. It's what they watch on TV. Mm -hmm. It's what they want to, you know, it's what they want to do. And uh, I think that that is an important thing is to let our kids own the journey and just kind of observe as a parent from the outside, almost realizing that like, this is their life. This is not my sports journey. I've already had my sports journey. And letting them own that for themselves. Yeah, you said that. I love that and your imagination. And I think that's what it is. Because when you practice on your own, like you have to imagine yourself doing moves and, and going to the next level and playing against bigger people and better people. And so, yeah, that's that's absolutely totally it. Yeah. So, I mean, now any I- other, you know, your kids are definitely a lot older. So you're going to be starting. You've already started the journey with Josh for college. So right. you've already kind of you know, gone along those lines. How do you approach all that with academics and um, maybe even lifelong, like, like um, maybe looking at work, like for what they want to do for like jobs? Like, yeah, we we have those conversations. I mean, I think moving from, okay, we're playing travel sports to, okay, we want to play in high school, you know, like playing for your high school is not necessarily a given depending on where you live, Mm -hmm. even if you play travel sports. I mean, I know in this area, just because you play travel baseball does not mean you will make the baseball team at Sherwood. You know, like it is competitive. There were like 80 kids that tried out Josh's freshman year. Um, And so, you know, figuring out how to get to the next level, the next level might be high school, you know, might not even be college. But I think part of that is, teaching them what it looks like to work hard. Mm-hmm. So while it is important that we see that the sport has captured a kid's imagination, that they want to practice it, that they want to do it, nobody likes to really train. And I think mm-hmm. training is different than just playing. And I think both are important, right? It's a right. sport. We want to play it. We want to have fun. But at the same time, if you do have aspirations of going to the next level, there's a training piece in there that's going to be mm-hmm. hard and unfun. And no kid is going to just pick it up and do it without some sort of coaching. Right. So helping them know what that looks like Mm -hmm. without, you know, without owning it for them, but saying, okay, like in order to do this, here are the things you need to do. You need to get in the weight room. You need to go out and run in the neighborhood. You need to, you know, go to speed and agility, whatever. Um, But teaching them like paint a picture for them. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. I I think that. that that really helps them to actually get there because they can play in the backyard and then go to travel practice all they want. But if they really have aspirations of going to the next level, they need to become a better athlete and well-rounded and physically that's physically getting fit. And I think there's also a mental piece to that that is super important as well. And that really, honestly, that starts with your, the parents, 
I really think it does. The mm-hmm. way that we talk to them really does influence the way they think about themselves, the way they think about their teammates, the way they think about their sport, right? And so really making sure that we filter what comes out of our mouth and making sure that we are teaching them how to think properly, right? Like I agree. It's yeah. okay to make mistakes, right? We want to we want to learn from them. We don't expect them to be perfect all the time, but too many kids find their identity in their sport and they get so wrapped up in it that they can't handle losing. They can't handle making a mistake. And that just makes them not love the sport. If that makes sense, you know, and, and yeah. that's, and that's almost kind of weird to think about. It's like, no, people think, oh, well, they love the sport so much that they're, you know, that they're kind of freaking out about this. Well, if you do it too many times, then you're, you're not going to love the sport anymore because you're disappointed all the time. True. Very true. I mean, I always say you got to fail forward, you know, fail forward. If you fail, just move forward with it though. Learn from it, move on. But I do like that because I think like, kids, kids these days do think they need to be perfect and they, they, they're never going to be perfect. Yeah. So, you know, and I don't, we don't want them to make mistakes all the time, but we also want them to realize when you do make the mistake, look at it and then don't do it again. Like yeah. you, like we've talked about film before we've talked about tape, like those are the worst things to have to watch yourself, <laughs> but they really are the best things because you're like, yeah. Oh yeah. Look at that. The way I did that layup or I really could have passed the ball to so-and-so or, you know, Oh, they were open. Coach was yelling or, shoot the ball coach was yelling to shoot the ball and I didn't shoot you know like right. so you know stuff like that but yeah so no this has been great the other thing I mean do you mind if I switch gears to our next mini topic Did yeah well to- I have one more thing to get it yeah get it, okay so I think as far as the mental part of training for kids and the like the the mental part of being strong also translates into life, right? So if we can teach it really well at this age, then of course it's going to translate into if I get my body physically fit and I have the skills, then making my high school team, right? I need to have the mental skills in order to be able to compete at that level. And then obviously if I want to go to college and do that. Um, But I think those kinds of things translate into life as well. So um, one of the things that my boys have been doing is talking to this guy who does mental training. So they talk to him every other week and he gives them tidbits and things. So one of the things that he did that I just love for Caleb's level, right? The things he talks with Caleb about and the things he talks to Josh about are slightly different because they're different ages um, with different needs, playing different levels, right? Different maturity levels. Um, But one of the things he told Caleb was that he needed to write the word win in the bill of his hat. So W-I-N, the word win. And he taught him that that stands for what's important now. Because Caleb gets so Mm. amped up and attached to what just happened, right? He just Mm. struck out. He just made an error. He just Mm. got thrown out. You know, whatever, whatever that bad thing is. And he lives there for too long. And so he's teaching him to acknowledge it. And then move past it. Right. And so to win the moment is to really evaluate what's important now, what's happening now. Learn from what just happened, but you have to leave it in the past. No, that's and I good think because... that that translates yeah. into life. Oh, it does. Because think about this. This is, a, this is perfect with this one, Patricia. I remember as a coach or as a player, when you would make that mistake, you usually, when you 
when you don't let go of that mistake, you make another mistake because yeah. you're dwelling on the last mistake. Cause I remember, was I being coached or was I coaching? I don't remember. I lost a lot of brain cells along the way, but it was something like, you know, like you make a bad pass and you're, you're like so mad at yourself that you made the bad pass. The next one, you don't take the shot. You missed the shot. Like, so it's, it's, it's kind of like that, like staying in the moment, win the moment and, and then let it go. Because if you dwell on it, you're not going to do the next right thing. Right. And that's life because that's life as a parent. That's life as a friend. It's life as a teacher. Like I can see it everywhere. Like if yeah. we keep dwelling on like on the mistakes, like mm-hmm. you just don't move on. You don't get any better. Yeah. And so. then I think the other thing is competing, learning to compete in the moment and trust yourself that That's you've trained, one. that you've done the training, that yep. you are prepared and to trust yourself in the moment. So one of the things that he's talked about with Josh is a big league approach to pitching and a big league approach to hitting. That's what he calls it. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the awards banquet for Sherwood last night, Josh was awarded the Cy Young Award for for pitching. So ha- he had the lowest ERA um, of any of their pitchers. He was, their, he was their secondary pitcher. Our primary pitcher is a senior. Um, and he throws harder than Josh. And, you know, he's a little mm-hmm. more mature and, and like that. But, but Josh had the lowest ERA, ERA on the team. Um, and the, the coach in his description, as he was awarding Josh this, he's like, listen, I've been out to the mound in some pretty hairy situations. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this kid is not phased. And mm-hmm. I thought that was such high praise. And I've seen it, you know, like yeah. in the semifinal game, he went out to the mound because there was bases loaded and one out in the fifth inning. He went out to the mound. He had a conversation with Josh. He walked back to the mound. Josh proceeded to strike the next kid out and then pick the kid off at third. That he was it. His game. The he stayed right, right. in the game. He stayed yeah. right there. He competed. He trusted his stuff. And I think that that's also something for us to really take to heart because even us as adults, sometimes we get into these situations and we don't trust ourselves, it's true. right? We don't Very trust true. our stuff. Yeah. We don't trust that God has prepared us for this moment. We don't trust that we ourselves are competent to handle whatever's in front of us. Mm-hmm. And so we balk or we freak out, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or whatever. And Trust, trust your stuff, right? Have a like, big league mental approach. I like that. That might be what I take away from this conversation. Trust <laughs> your stuff. There it is. <laughs> it, you know what? It's funny because I'm in such a home model, remodel um, construction zone for a month. When you say that, it makes me visibly think of my husband because he trusts himself. He, mm. he taught himself all these kind of things, but he just, let me get my tools. Let me do this. Let me, and he just, and he just does it. Like, I'm just like, so in like, like watching him. I'm just like so enthused because I'm like, wow, like he just does it. Just okay. It's inspiring. Okay. It is inspiring. That's the word. It's inspiring. Yeah. To watch him. I've been very proud of him. And um because he wasn't going to do this all himself. That's the other reason I because I was kind of like, you can do it. You know? And he has and he's done it. And this kind of this this remodel has taught me and it's a lot like sports. It's tedious. There's a lot of tedious there was a lot of tedious tedious mm. what's another word tedium? I feel like I just made up a word. Like in the tedious part <laughs> monotony. Monotony where you just have to stay in it and it's like pitching. You stay in it because and it's there's a lot of things in sports where you just play defense, stay in there, stay low. You know, there's just sports just translate to life. Like here's the adult here speaking about all right. these things. So no, really I love good. that about Josh. And you know, being a pitcher, you really do have to have that though, because mm. you're alone on the mound, really. Mm. So you have to have that mental 
calmness. That's what Christian did have, Patricia. And that's why I was always like, oh, baseball, why didn't he stick with it? Because he had that on the mound and that brain like Josh. But yeah. everything else around baseball, he didn't like. So but you know what, though? So I've actually had three conversations with people since Wednesday, since when he pitched. Because people ask me if I get nervous when he pitches. Mm-hmm. And I honestly don't. I that's enjoy good. watching the chess match that yes, is Joshua is pitching. That's he's what it is. literally just playing chess and he's outsmarting these batters. And I love to watch it. But it's like, was he happy that the bases got loaded? No, no. Right. But was he ready to handle the situation? Yeah, absolutely. But I equate it back to goalkeeping, right? Like, am I happy someone drags somebody else down in the box and now I have to take a get a PK <laughs> hit on me? No, not really. But am I ready to handle the situation? Yeah, absolutely. I always secretly loved PKs. I knew you did. I was just yeah. going to say, there's yeah. no way you didn't love those. <laughs> because the all of the, the onus is on them, right? Like, it, the... Your odds are stacked against me. So if I make the save, it's spectacular. Exactly. (laughs) It's very true, Patricia. You shouldn't be saving that ball. I mean, the goal's huge. We should be able to. But I did sometimes. Oh, I'm sure you did because you could, you could guess, you can guess too a lot of times. And if you guess right, you got it. You'll get it because. But it's a chess match. It's a chess match. And I love, I love watching it. And so I just, I don't know. I equate it back to that. But because Christian was good at that with baseball, he's going to enjoy goalkeeping, I think. And that must be part of it too. I was thinking that like what aspects is he going to like? And he does like chess too. So that's interesting. Mm. So he likes to play me because I'm horrible. So that's probably why. Because I don't like to sit. I do not like to sit and be like, oh, I can only move this way. I can only move that way. So it's all good. But Anywho, this has been so fun. Always love doing our podcast together. Get to catch up with Patricia a lot. And seeing you, you've been doing the sports scene and I've been in the kitchen. So it's been great. Been great. So there's one other thing we wanted to talk about tonight that I'm excited to share. Um, that it, it all kind of flows together. But we, we thought about sharing a little bit about how to do some family fitness with your families. So some of you might have a lot of kids. Some of you may have no kids or grown kids or um, grandkids, you know? So my first thing is just thinking about what you love, because I know for myself, Matt and I, like I, Matt and I met doing triathlons. So we like to swim, bike, run. Those are things we already enjoy. So we, um, we ride bikes a lot together in the neighborhood. So it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. You don't have to go pay money to do family fitness, get on that bike and ride around the neighborhood, Um, you know, or go to a park, take them to a park and ride bikes. Hiking is another thing we love to do. We went to Ricketts Glen and Patricia, you came with us last year Mm -hmm. Memorial Day. I did. Ricketts Glen in Pennsylvania is amazing, has a ton of waterfalls. And so if you can walk, you can hike probably more than likely just go slower. So hiking is a really nice thing to do as a family. You know, I just share, I want to share this so much because I love it. So I love health and fitness so much and being healthy together and exploring places and things. The other thing I wanted to share was, um, one thing that we love as a family is, is Matt has took up golf when he met me. Cause I grew up on the golf course. So Matt didn't start till his twenties. I grew up playing. So this last father's day, it was like, go to the beach. Or I was like, maybe we just go golfing. Our daughter's eight and a half. And so she's really easy and fun. She's not golfed yet. Christian has never played 18 yet, but we're like, you know what? Let's do it. So we got the carts. We get there. Christian played every hole. Wow. Allie, Allie hit the ball and she teed, teed off a couple times. She um, putted a couple times. She read her book in the cart and did some coloring. You know, she is, she was adorable. She was a trooper. But I say all that because 
we didn't like plan it that much. We just, something we love. And they were like, well, let's just do it. So let's try it. And, you know, it turned out to be like a really nice day and everybody got to move and walk and, and the kids drove the cart a little bit, which, you know, that was really fun. And, you know, just making it what your family's into. So some people might have, you know, boats or water skis or quads or something like more motorized, but if you're doing it together and moving, you know, something like that, um, there's something else that we've done that Patricia knows about. We are, we have signed our family up for a Spartan race, which I never thought I would ever do. But our, we have a neighborhood near us, right, right by our neighborhood. And we work out with some families and it's kid-friendly because it's like you do some exercises, push-ups, sit-ups, body weight exercises. Then you go run the block down and back. It's like a quarter of a mile. I think, I think it's 0.4. Anywho, and the kids can run less. So they've made it family-friendly and we love that. So the kids will come work out. And my kids, I'm not as strict. I'm like, well, you know, do what you can do because I want to work out. So if I, I can't watch them. So I just have to trust that they do most of it. And they do, they do most of it. So those are just like three different things that we've done. Um, one thing I wanted to share, Patricia, that my neighbors are doing with their kids, which is similar to something you said tonight. This summer, they're doing, they just started at 50 points. And each point, there's something they have to do to get these points. And then they get like a prize, like some, some type of big thing that they've been wanting. And my one, what, what their son has to do is in the daughter, they both have to do it is if they run one mile a day, they get a point for every mile they run a day. So they're not going to get these 50 points in a day or a week. It's going to take most of the summer. And then they both play instruments. So if they practice their instrument, they get a point. I was going to add reading because I was like, but my kids do read, but some kids don't love to read. So it's okay. Um, but just finding something that motivates them and um, a prize that will motivate them to get. So that's another way to do like family fitness. I was thinking like, Hey, you know, to incorporate it. I'm just excited for the Spartan in October because my whole family's doing it. And so it's not just me. The kids have a Spartan race at like noon and then the adults race at three. So we'll watch our kids and cheer them on. And then they get to watch us and cheer them on. So it's not just about them. Like, you know, like, which is, which sports is a lot of times we just talked about, it's all about yeah. them, which is fine. But the Spartan is about everybody. Like, and it's about competing. I'm not winning my age group. Like, let's just be real. I'm just finishing, like finishing. I'm going to be so excited. So I guess it's like not a sport, but it's still it's a sport and finishing is huge. Finishing yes. should not be underrated. Right. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone comes into it with different goals. And if finishing is your goal, then by all means, finish well. Yes. Because I've never done one. So I there don't even go. know how fast or slow. And we're kind of racing as a neighborhood. We're called the neighborhood crew. So I think we might do it together. That's so, cool. So that's cool. I'm like, you know what? I don't have to win because what are you going to win a medal? That's cool. But, you know, I'm not really... You put the medal at this age, the medal goes somewhere. I don't even know where anymore. And then you go make dinner and you do laundry. Right. And you're, you know, so, and you feed the kids. And so anyway, so Patricia, do you have any family fun fitness things you would like to add to my wacky list? Yeah. I mean, we, when the kids were younger, we don't do this as much. And part of the reason is because Josh now has his own training program um, you know, once they get into high school and they really start having aspirations of college, they get into these programs. And so he goes and lifts with some of his buddies from his team. He has his pitching coach. He goes to the gym and, you yeah. know, all of that stuff. So I'm not trying to I'm not trying to mess with that. But um, 
I did buy, it's funny you mentioned golf. I did buy some golf clubs from, it's like Facebook Marketplace. Seriously, it was like 40 bucks. Somebody was just like, must have found them in their garage and was getting rid of them. But I now own a set of golf clubs and that's something I've always wanted to learn. So um, I took the kids to the driving range not that long ago. And you know what? It was really fun. Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then one of my friends here, um, her dad owns a boat. So we live probably 45 minutes from the Severn River, and that's where his boat is parked. And it's a little motorboat with – they've got the uh, tube thing that you pull behind. And so we've already gone down there twice um, and pulled the kids around on the tube. And, yeah, it's it's fun just to get out and do things together. Yes. That's – I guess that's even more where I'm going with it because – And maybe that's just, but that's where the fun and family comes into our podcast because that, you know, you build that relationship with your kids and your family and, you know, you want them to be around, you want them to enjoy their health and their life. And why not with fitness, you know, why not with healthy activities out on the river, out on the boat, go to the beach, you know, go to the hike, the trails, you know, get out in nature and, and just enjoy the fresh air. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So those are a couple of things that, um, I was just wanted to share with everybody and get, you know, get, I'm always like, let's move. You know, what's my motto? I got to get you moving like that. I'm, I'm a P teacher. It's smart. It's in me. And, um, you know, you always feel better when you move. So yeah. it will definitely golf when you come up because yes. we have Perfect. a par three. We'll, I'll take you down to heritage and we'll do some golfing. Excellent. Um, so that'll be fun. Perfect. Well, cool. Well, before we end, I know you have, I know you have to have a good story from the kitchen right now for our blooper reel. Oh, sure. I do. Uh, it actually happened today, uh, yesterday because we started painting. And so Matt was all about kids are going to help paint. And I was like, okay, like they've been helping with whatever we could get them to help with. So I know you might think paint like that's crazy because it could get everywhere. Well, when we did this, we were going to have them paint behind the fridge where the cabinets go. So no one can see it. So we put plastic on the floor. Right. And, and Matt gave him a solo cup and they put the paint in it and a brush. So they go to cut in. Matt had them do the corners. Allie and Christian were on different corners cutting in the wall for us. Mm-hmm. So Christian's on the stool and he's cutting in up to the ceiling. And I'm over here rolling on the on the same wall. I'm rolling out the color. And all of a sudden, Christian's like, Christian's like, hey, dad, am I supposed to paint the ceiling too? And <laughs> Matt starts. He lose, you know, you know those those breath, like that breath when you're they're angry. They don't say a word, but you just know it. And all right away, I'm like, if you did, it's okay. It's going to be fine. We can totally paint over it. It'll be fine. Like I'm trying to just keep the peace because we wanted them to help, but yet right. here we are lo- losing our mind. So I look over and Christian had started like just like three or four strokes into the ceiling. And, and well, because he, he say the funny part is because he asked, do I, but he had yes. already done it, but, he, right. but I think he realized, I don't think I'm supposed to do this. So <laughs> that's when Matt's like fuming and I, look over. Oh no, it's fine. We can fix it. Cause he'd only done like a few strokes. So right. That was good because well, it was bad. It was a blooper, but it wasn't as bad as like dumping the paint everywhere. You know, I heard a couple loud clunks from Matt before I'd gone into paint and I was like, Oh no, I thought like, I thought he kicked the can like, and he's yeah. not like that, but you know, there's a lot of junk in the kitchen right now. So, um, no, so that was, that was it. And then the other thing for the blooper reel, I guess I can add is so we put the color that we had picked up on the wall and right away it was so bright, Patricia, like blue. We wanted this light, 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 light blue. And so the the strip that our friend had given us, it, it looked like white almost. So we're like, yeah. great, it's fine. So Matt went and got it. We, we, the kids are cutting in. This is right before the paint goes on the ceiling. And Matt, the minute Matt sees it, he's like, oh, that's, 
that's that's too, that's too bright. That's so bright. We can't. And I'm just like, oh no. I'm like, oh no. Here we <laughs> oh, go. No. Oh no. So we finally though we do the whole wall because I'm like, let's just because it's behind everything. You're not going to see it. So it has to get yeah. painted. We already knew whatever color, just paint it. So we put the whole thing on it. And then I think I did a little. I did a second coat. I did just try to get it to see. Um, yeah, it would look lighter once it dried. Oh, so no. no, Matt hated it. So we go to the paint store right away. It's like five thirty. Kids are hungry, but whatever. Get in the car, get a snack, and get in the car. So we go to the paint store, and they are not giving. Patricia, for some reason, they're not giving samples. So we had to pick That's the color. Terrible. Right, a gallon, fifty bucks a pop at least. So we're like, this is it. So we picked this color that's um, it's called Snow White, but it had a little tint of blue in it. But it was really light because we were like, let's get it as close to white almost because we just didn't want to get anything too blue. So we come home and, and we put it on the wall, right? Put it around the wall. And I look at it. I'm like, that's white. We didn't want white. Like, we don't want white, but we didn't want too blue, right? So here I am. I'm just like, I'm not happy. I'm like, but I'm not, but I'm hiding it because I'm like, no way. I'm, we can't go back to the paint store because you can't take paint back. This is the best business ever. You cannot return paint. <laughs> so, right right Here, 50 bucks no returns Thanks. doesn't matter no returns so i um so he, he puts it out in the dining room and finally i'm just like oh i can see some blue in it it's gonna be great it's gonna be great so we had a, we did we do like it and we finished painting some of the walls and it's great so um wow anywho yeah so that's that and um that that's is so the, funny Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, painting is always an adventure. I know I told the blooper when Caleb spackled the door when we were painting, but I mean, painting, it depends on the color that you're doing, but it's always, it's always crazy. I agree. Absolutely. So we're, we're thankful that the second one worked out. We're going to use the first (laughs) color somewhere in the house. I told that maybe the bedroom, maybe the bathroom somewhere. So, I love it. Cool. So we'll, well, is there a woman in life who has inspired you that you want to pass the ball to tonight? You know what? Do you have yours first? I do, actually. So I would like to shout out my friend Kristen, actually. So I just referenced her. She's the one that um, her dad has the boat and we go out on the boat and go tubing. That has probably been the only thing that's actually felt like summer (laughs) that I've done this last month. And it was funny talking to her probably about a month ago. She's like, okay, listen, my goal is to go out on the boat at least a couple of times a month. I just want to make sure that we get out there because it makes me really happy and it's fun to do with the kids. And, you know, you guys are welcome to join us whenever. And so the first time we went out on the boat, I think it was the kids idea. I think the kids were like, Hey, see if, you know, see if the, if Miss Kristen's going out on the boat True. And, yep. and we asked her and she's like, Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. We should totally do that. Um, and so we did it the one time and then it was her idea the next time, but it's just, it's fun to be able to do that with friends. And I just appreciate her willingness to include us in that. So shout out to Kristen. Oh, I love it. So I did think of the friend I would like to shout out to. Um, her name is Kim O'Reilly. And I'm going to shout out to Kim because we started working out about a year and a half ago. We were going to the same gym. So I would see her and it would be so encouraging. But the reason I wanted to shout her out too, she's an awesome, awesome friend because she got the golf bug about a month ago. Her husband's been golfing with Matt for a year or two or three now or whatever. And Kim just never went and she just got it, Patricia. And she 
is so excited, so into it. And so I'm excited to get to start golfing with her and do some, it's healthy, but it's really fun. And she's so encouraging and I just love her to death. Her name is Kim O'Reilly and a fun friend of mine who is, loves her kids and loves being active. She took her kids to the driving range and they're your kids age, older, like teens. Yeah. And now they all want to golf. So it's, yeah. it's really been interesting to see how her love of golf, like a late in life love of golf. Um, she kind of thought her husband was like out there for four hours. What are you doing? You know, I think. And then now she's like, this is so great. And so now <laughs> she's out, like loves it. So I'm excited for her. It, it's, it's brought a brightness to her spirit. She, she just, it makes her happy. And you know, it's neat to see an adult find a sport and you're mm-hmm. loving golf now. You yeah. Know, you're you're going to love it, but finding something that's um, new and fun. And so Kim O'Reilly, shout out to your girlfriend. And I um, love it. Our friends that are active that we get to do things with. That's the best. It's so Perfect. true. So true. Well, listen, well, everyone, this has been a great episode. And if you want to learn more about um, my home renovation, the kitchen reno, check us out on Facebook, Instagram. However, there's one last thing. Let's do those few phrases. Um, imag- what was the imagination one? Oh, I said that they need, to, it needs to capture their imagination. Capture their, their imagination. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to say that you said, paint them a mental picture, paint them a picture. There's one other thing you said that I really like. Do you remember? I think you said, I think you liked the, the phrase that they need to trust their stuff. Yes. Trust their stuff. So as we leave tonight, trust your stuff. Mm, Good. Whatever it is, trust it. And never forget life is a team sport and you are never alone. (laughs) Thank you.